0: Hello and welcome everyone to the College Parent Podcast. My name is Darian Hamblin.
1: And I'm Wilden Story.
0: And we want to thank you for joining us today. We're going to be talking with Dr. Mary Clark, who's the director of Bridges to Belmont and the Office of Multicultural Learning and Experience, as well as an assistant dean of students at Belmont University. We'll be talking about how to best prepare your student to interact and engage with others who are different than themselves. Let's go ahead and jump right in. All right, we're here with Dr. Mary Clark. So Dr. Clark, would you mind introducing yourself and giving us a little bit of your background?
2: Sure, hello everybody. Um, Like Darianne said, my name is Mary Clark. I'm one of the assistant deans here at Belmont. And I mainly work with, um, well, I work with several things. I also run uh, Bridges to Belmont, which is a scholarship program. But I also work as one of the administrators who work solely with diversity, equity, and inclusion. And this spring, I'm also an adjunct faculty member. But my background is between athletics, student affairs, and multicultural affairs. And so the work that I do at Belmont allows me to kind of pull in all of my expertise from those areas and whatnot. Um, I have a master's degree in guidance and counseling, emphasis in higher ed, and a PhD in higher education administration. And I've been at Belmont, it'll be seven years in July.
1: So question I have for you is, in all of your work, you've obviously seen incoming freshmen or first year students, um, and they have, you know, a specific lens or perspective on the world. And how do you think the community that they come from, like shapes that lens? Or how's their community that they're from, um, kind of mold the perspective they have coming into college?
2: I definitely think it shapes us more often than not, our students come to us and their sole goal is to get away from family and all that they know and be free but deep down those um family and community traditions um whether it be your sunday routine or um how you get up in the morning uh it has an impact and so i can think about I think about my siblings, and I I am not really an, a morning person, period. <laughs> and I can remember my mom having to nu- not nudge, but she would sometimes pull the covers off of me and be like, hey, kid, we got to go. But as I got older, she's like, I'm not always going to wake you up. And so we have some students whose parents, wonderful people, not that my mom isn't, but you know, they're still waking them up, they're washing their clothes. And there were things that we were taught from a Even a different perspective. Um, There are things that people do at home that are simple traditions, but it's just different. So when you come to college, I think it's really important to think about coming into a new community with different traditions and different rules. There, you know, we all have friends who maybe when you were in high school, you had different curfews. Some people had no curfews, some people had cars in high school, some didn't. That all shapes what you're used to and your mindset when you come to college and nothing, I don't think anything is better or bad. It's just, that is where we come from. Those are our traditions. And so it becomes, there's a necessity to shift for students and their families.
0: Awesome. Thank you for that. So our next question is what are some of the advantages that students receive when they're intentional about engaging with those who are different from themselves?
2: Oh gosh, it is. There's exponential payback. Um, And differences isn't always race or gender or ethnicity, which those are key things. But even geographically, it's an enrichment. It's not an effort to convert or change someone, but it is further enrichment that, oh, you're from Arizona. So, like, literally, what is the air like out in Arizona? Because here it's hot and humid. There it's dry and humid. Um, when you think about East Coast and West Coast, somebody from New York and somebody from California, they are two different mindsets. You, you're talking about avocado toast and cheesecake. Like it, there's a big <laughs> there's a big gap between those things. And so it is such an opportunity to have some serious conversations and to learn. But it's also about exposure and trying things and oh you think that because of this and it it goes back to your first question your community and your environment shapes you so if you're from a traditional let's say catholic italian family sundays look different than maybe if you're from um a mormon family in utah but it's still family And so you learn about the different traditions and what it means. If you live in a household where it's multi-generational, that's different. If um, your parents were immigrants, you have a different mindset or you have something unique to bring to the table, especially if they're entrepreneurs. If you have parents who went to college or didn't go to college, there are all these different pieces. And I think one of my favorite things to talk to people about is food. We all got to eat. And so what you choose to eat and what your favorite things are, um, that is such a way to bond. Now, there's some things that I have, I would experiment with friends from college and we'd eat things. And I was like, I'm never eating this again. This is disgusting. Um, but there's some things I absolutely fell in love with. I went to school in Missouri. And if you've never been to St. Louis I highly recommend fried ravioli, which people are like. That's the weirdest thing ever. I think it's great. There's some pizza, Emos Pizza. Either love it or hate it. I lived in Kentucky. Derby pie is one of the best things I've ever had in my life. Um, but I don't particularly care for mint juleps. But you know, it's just explore. You know, I think that interaction is a really easy way to explore and learn.
1: What do you think are some challenges that people either parents or students might experience when they're learning or interacting with new perspectives or new environments? And it it might be different challenges for each party. The student challenges might be different than the parents. They might be similar, but what do you think are some challenges that those those groups navigate?
2: I think separation is sometimes a big concern that that students will um, leave what they know or forget what they know. And I think parents have to be confident that they have raised their children and that it's always kind of innate in you. Um, I can remember being in undergrad, in grad school, mainly grad school, and my dad would call on Sundays and he was like, and he would time it. And just be like, so I see you didn't make the church today. And I was like, <laughs> and I could be like, I'm going at four. <laughs> or, you know, I went yesterday. But he would try and catch me on Sundays. And at one point, as I got older, it was a conversation of, well, dad, I just go at a different time. Or I feel like this now. I was like, I haven't lost my faith. It's just, I've it's shaped different now that I'm an adult and I can make choices. I think when you encounter new people, it's kind of, it's uncharted territory. I just don't know. And I think sometimes what we don't know, we're afraid of. And people think, well, they're hanging around this new person, so they're going to change. I don't think, we're who we are prior by about the time we're four. Who you're going to be and how you're going to be is about. You, that's all kind of set in stone by four or five. Um, our experiences... And who we interact with should enhance. Granted, there are people you will encounter that are a bad influence. Well, there's so many good influences. And I think seeking out people that are different um, and experiences that are different um, enriches who you are. But I do believe there is trepidation. You just never know. And I think between what we see in on TV shows or in the media or in movies, <laughs> you know, your child is not going to be swept away. And, you know, I think you have to have faith in how they were raised and who you are. College is a time to learn and do different things and really figure out who you are. Um, You live 18 years, you know, with your parents and their rules in their house and how they do things. And then you switch to this new community. Um, You know, there are all these people that look, sound, Um, think differently from you. And I think for students, it's a reinforcement of remember what you believe in. It's okay. But it's also okay to listen and hear what other people have to say and what they have um, experienced. And I think, Will, correct me if I'm wrong, you're an only child, right? I am. Yes. So Will, I'm extremely jealous of. I have three siblings. And I'm an adult. They drive me nuts. Like, I love them dearly. Drive me crazy. And we are all four different. My older sister and I are probably by far, we're like night and day. So my experience is different than Will's. And Darren, I know you have siblings, right?
0: Yes, I have one older sister.
2: See? I'm jealous of both of you because <laughs> I've got other people to deal with. Um. So then we also have families who are like, I'm one of eight kids, which... I can't even comprehend anything like that. It was enough for like six of us, including my parents to navigate dinner or being in a restaurant. And so, you know, I, not that one size of family is better than the other, but it's just a different dynamic. And depending on the age range between you and your siblings, that's different too. My first roommate was an only child and I'm the second of four. And it times I'd have to be like, uh, hey girl, if there's someone else in here with you. We've got to share. This is my room too. And she was she was amenable to it, but I just had to raise her awareness to it that we're in a shared space. So I think it's it's good on both sides. You learn to either step up, you learn to explore, you learn to communicate, you learn to navigate sometimes challenging conversations like why do you do that? How do you do that? Um, what what causes you to do that? Like you might pray three or four times a day. That's really interesting, but why? Or, you know, even if you go to church with somebody and my friends would always laugh because I'm Catholic and they're like, who is quiet? And I'm like, mm-hmm. I like it quiet, <laughs> you know, and so, but other churches, it's not as quiet. And there's more engagement and, and motivation and what have you. And so that shapes who we are. And it it can be kind of like, oh, this is different. But you've got to come, come from it, I believe, from a learning aspect.
0: So at the beginning, we talked a little bit about how the places we come from impact our identity. And um, now, how does engaging with people who are different than ourselves impacts our own identity development?
2: I think it reinforces who you truly are and it causes you to think a little bit deeper about who you are and what you value. Um, and having those experiences with those that are different, it's like, oh, wow, it gives you a different perspective. Um, I have moved a lot as a kid. Um, and so I remember being in about third grade and it was the first time I had met someone who was Jehovah Witness. And I remember it was um, Halloween and I was excited. So for me, Halloween or Halloween with my family is it's, it's time to get candy. It's its nothing, <laughs> has no religious attachment. It's about, we get a costume, we're dressing up. How much candy can we bring in? That's, that's, that's the bottom line. And I remember she told me, she's like, I'm not going. And I was like, what? And then she explained to me, she's like, well, we don't do that in my religion. I said, oh, OK. And then I started asking her questions. And I was like, Christmas? She was like, mm-mm. I was like, oh. And then she explained they didn't get birthday presents. I was like, oh. And, you know, being third in third grade, it's very basic. I was like, I don't. I was like, so do you ever get anything? Like, you know, so this is a very basic level conversation. But I remember her explaining it to me and being very much at peace and she's like no we get gifts here and there and, and she explained and I was like oh okay um I also remember being in grade school and meeting um grade school and high school and having friends who were Muslim and them celebrating Ramadan and so as an elementary school kid I was like you're not eating all day like that was I couldn't fathom that at all I was like you haven't eaten <laughs> I got better about my questions when I was in high school, but, and my friends would explain, well, we eat before the sun comes up and we don't eat um, during the day when we're at school. And then they would tell me about, you know, what they would do at night. And then there was this wonderful celebration at the end of Ramadan. So it's one of those things that I'm all for, asking thoughtful, mindful questions and inviting that in, having friends who, Who are of different faiths or from different backgrounds, or different types of families, Um, it never changed the the core of who I was, but it allowed me to understand and get a context for who other people are. You know, when you're an only child, or you're one of two kids, or one of eight kids. You have a different perspective on what it is to have that relationship with your parents. You might have more cousins that you interact with. You might be completely kind of self-contained within your family because there are enough kids. And so that shapes so many things. It shapes how you think about Christmas or dinner or even going out, um, family trips, Engaging with other people solidifies who you are and expands the breadth and depth of who you are. It just enhances and enriches.
1: No, I think that's super helpful uh, knowledge for anybody listening. Um, kind of the last question we've got for you is: What do you? Th- what are some helpful recommendations you have for parents as they walk with their students in their college experience from kind of introduction to new ideas or perspectives and the recommendations parents can give students to prepare them to interact with people who are differently and then questions that they can ask their student as they go along kind of their developmental
2: journey that happens in college. I think patience and communication are the foundation. Patience and this is a process. Parents sending their students uh, to come to campus, it's a lot. And so, mom and dad have trepidations or mom and mom, dad and dad have trepidations. The student is freaked out too, but nobody wants to admit they're kind of freaked out and it's okay. Um, Parents are entrusting their universities to take care of their kids, but I think it's important to understand where you're sending your child and really do the research and make sure it's a good fit. This is one of those transitions where your, your babies are growing up And it's they're not I don't want to say awkward stage, but they're in a unique stage. They're becoming young adults. So you want to trust. But as most parents will say, I know my child. So you have to ease them into it as you ease into releasing um, kind of your oversight and help and help shaping them as young adults. They've got to release their dependence on you. And it becomes this process and people always think, well, transition is hard. It is. But I think with patience and communication and just, hey, who did you meet? Where did you go? Did you? I heard there was a Diwali festival in Nashville. Did you go? What was it like? You know, did you go to the Festival of Lights or um I saw that there's a um, celebration of the Chinese New Year. What is that about? And see if they'll share the information with you and encourage them. Well, did you go to any of the Welcome Week stuff? You know, I saw on the schedule, you know, there's a Bruin Link Fair. And, you know, what have you done? What do you like to do? Have you found uh, your place? And reassure your students that sometimes finding your place, it takes time. It can take your entire freshman year to get settled for some students it's a couple months they immediately get involved and they're hooked for others it could take months and it's a process of becoming comfortable with living on campus engaging you know living in a residence hall is different it is so different than your your bed and bathroom at home and even if you share with siblings, sharing with sweetmates is different. How people feel about cleaning um, or lack thereof sometimes, um, <laughs> it is a process. And even navigating your time to get to and from class and you're late. And I stayed up so late, I, I fell asleep and I missed it. So I think communication, the one thing um, I would tell students is you're always going to be your parent's child. Your parents always want the best for you. And so, yes, they may hover. They may ask. But give them that space. But also give them the reassurance that I'm active. I'm taking care of myself. I'm doing right by myself. I'm having a good time in college. But I'm taking care of business, too. It is it is a, a significant kind of push and pull, so to speak, between parents and students. Um, I'm I'm fully grown and pay all my bills, and my mother still reminds me to take care of myself and be good to myself because she knows I work really hard and I do a lot. And but she always it, we always end our phone calls with bye and please take care of yourself, be good to yourself, or she'll tell me to do something good for myself. So I will say this: my mom and I, now that we didn't get along. But she was she had her stuff going on because she was finishing a specialist degree. I was in college and we did we bumped heads all the time. It was ridiculous. She's like, you take the car, you leave, and I'd be gone. Like we had my parents had two cars. So I'd take one. I'd be all over the place from like ten in the morning to maybe one o'clock the next morning, depending on if it was a weekend. Um so that was a point of contention. She wasn't real thrilled about that, and I was always coming and going in and out of the house and I wasn't a bad kid, but I was a student leader um by the time I was a sophomore, I lived back at home, and so I needed to be on campus and i'm I was very much a social butterfly, and she was like, "Good grief, what are you doing And I was like, "I got this meeting, I'm going to class, I'm doing this and she was like, "I can't tell and so we went through it, but now I mean, we're the best of friends it was just it was a tough time and I remember telling my dad I was like mom doesn't like me very much and he was like no she doesn't understand what you're doing because it just seemed like I was having I was socializing a lot and I always had these meetings and I was doing this and I wasn't home to help out whether it was with my younger brother and sister or to cook or clean I was just like well oh, I'm in college I got stuff to do but it was a process and my dad often intervened to kind of explain both sides because the way my mom grew up and the way my mom went to college was different than what I did. Patience and communication. That would, those would be my two biggest recommendations.
1: All right. I don't know about you, but I really appreciated that conversation with Dr. Clark.
0: That was an amazing conversation.
1: Yeah. I think some important things that we need to take away are, one, that it can be scary, but it is really beneficial to engage with others who are different from ourselves, whether that is our perspectives, religion, things like that. Um, That difference can really help us out.
0: Yeah. And I really appreciated um, how we talked about how the awareness and acknowledgement and engagement with other cultures and people from different backgrounds um, can be a really enriching experience and also reinforces our own identity. I thought that was awesome.
1: Okay, as we wrap up this episode, Darian and I just want to thank Dr. Clark again for taking some time to talk with us and give us some food for thought as we leave. And if you want to learn more about prepping your students for college, we recommend checking out our other College Parent Podcast episodes on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. Have a great day, and we'll see you next time.